0: Welcome to the Perimenopausal Mamas podcast for hormonal mamas who want to reclaim their own natural state of health to thrive and raise healthy kids. I'm Dr. Lisa Weeks, naturopathic doctor in Toronto, Canada, and I'm a perimenopausal mama to my little boy named Stuart. And I'm Dr. Tony Reed, naturopathic doctor, birth doula and hypnobirthing educator in Calgary, Canada, and I'm a perimenopausal mama to my little girl Frankie. Thanks for supporting us for the past 100 episodes. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also support us by visiting our Patreon page, where you can find out how you can join us for our monthly patron webinar, where we do a deeper dive discussion about all things perimenopause. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not meant to substitute professional medical advice. Always consult with your licensed healthcare provider. Welcome back, everyone, to the Perimenopausal Mamas podcast. Today, it's Dr. Lisa, and I'm solo. Tony and I will record together again really soon. We've just had um, some confusion Conflicts in our schedule, but I'm excited for our episode today. It's kind of different than what we normally talk about, and it's inspired by a podcast I just listened to—an episode of Glennon Doyle's podcast. We can do hard things. It's number tw- two hundred and thirty-nine, and she interviews Adrian Marie Brown, who is a writer, activist, and facilitator, and she's written several books. Um, she's written a book, The Pleasure pleasure activism, the politics of feeling good, among others. So she talks about ways to feel pleasure while living in a world where there's been so many challenges and where we can just feel like we want to keep our head under the covers, and that it's impossible to make change and to even enjoy ourselves. So I think this is very timely especially in this chapter of our lives as women going through perimenopause and menopause, where there are obvious changes to our bodies, our brains, um, what we can do on a daily basis. You know, I'm starting to feel I don't have unlimitless energy. I can't complain. I feel pretty good most of the time. But I definitely feel my body, my mind and my desires and energy levels changing as I get older. And I'm seeing this in my clients and my patients that are coming to me as well. And there seems to be A collective feeling of, are we, we're not enough, right? Our bodies aren't enough. We need to lose those 10 pounds. We want to have that flat stomach we had in our 20s and 30s. We want to erase those laugh lines around our eyes. And this comes from, obviously, society and imprints of other people's beliefs on what is important in life and what is success. And don't get me wrong, I love that people want to feel healthy and, you know, look good too. But I'm starting to wonder if we're taking it to heart too much and we're shifting our focus to things that we might never become satisfied about, right? Because even if we look back when we were younger and we didn't have wrinkles, I'm sure we were still picking on something about our appearance. Or if we had you know, 10 less pounds on our body, we still might've been looking at parts of our body and not loving it fully. So I'm all for feeling your best, looking good, feeling comfortable in your skin, but looking at the why, where is that coming from, right? Is it coming from society or is it coming from, I want to feel the best in my body so I can play with my kids. I don't have joint pain. I want to have energy so I can run around the soccer field with my son. Um, You know, I want to look vital and fresh, but if it means I have laugh lines around my eyes, so be it, which is a sign I've laughed a lot and had a lot of fun. Um, And it's a mind shift for me as well. It's unlearning a lot of imprints and beliefs that have been put on us. So I think this episode is going to be interesting and just a time for reflection. Um, the episode that Glennon Doyle did with Adrian Marie Brown was titled "Are We Never Satisfied?" And I want you to think about: Are you satisfied in your day today? Or do you feel like satisfaction and happiness is a destination, right, when you lose that 10 pounds or when your skin is clear or when your bank account has a certain number of dollars in it or when your house is paid off or your house is clean? So it's something to think about. There can be pleasure in having a clean house um, as long as you're doing it because it feels good for you. But I want you to think about what actually satisfies you. And we're going to talk about Ways to harness satisfaction in the day to day when you're already bombarded with work, with the chores, with all the to do's. And, you know, it can feel like another to do on your list, which I definitely don't want it to feel like. But trying to find satisfaction even in the mundane So what were you taught about satisfaction growing up? And even success, I think, can tie into this as well, right? Was it having the car, the house, the family, the big bank account, the flashy trips? Um, Was it about being mindful and present and enjoying the moments together as a family? So what we grew up thinking was Success or satisfaction definitely gets imprinted on us, and there could be positives to that, and there could be negatives to that. So I first want you to be aware about that. Um, I grew up, and I was blessed to have amazing parents, and we had great experiences with skiing and exercise and tennis, being outdoors, going to the cottage together as a family. And I always remember the house being pretty clean. I'm amazed at how my mom was able to keep it clean, and my dad did a lot of the work outside of the house, which was impeccable as well he did a lot of the yard work etc so I obviously wasn't not obviously but I wasn't the cleanest in university my focus was on my studies and I feel bad for my sister when I lived with her because she was working and I was going through school longer because I did the naturopathic college and cleaning wasn't a priority but then it shifted when I got together with Pete and then I felt like I had when we bought I guess our first house when I actually owned a house I felt like I couldn't relax on the weekends until the house was clean, that it was spotless. So I'd have to clean early Friday evenings. And once everything was clean, then I felt like I could relax. So I could keep that up before I had Stuart. But after having Stuart, I had to work on letting that go to be able to relax in the chaos and the mess and not let it sabotage my emotions or my weekend. And that might sound strange, but some of you might resonate with that as well. So that was definitely something I had to let go and allow myself to be satisfied and relaxed and happy in the moment, even if there were crumbs on the floor, even if there were dishes in the sink. So I feel like I worked through that. Um, but looking back in my 20s and 30s as well, being I was single for a while, I was a student a lot longer than my friends, I felt like I was trying to fill a void. I felt like, something was missing and it was hard to feel satisfied. So I was very social. I was constantly going to concerts and going out with friends. I'd indulge in alcohol on the weekends. And, you know, for people that have a love-hate relationship with alcohol, you may feel relaxed and, you know, you might get bursts of joy. But I also felt like it wasn't, it was never going to be enough. So that's why I decided to quit alcohol because I just felt like, It was distracting me and numbing me where I wasn't actually looking at what I needed in that moment, which commonly is connection. Right. So when we have these coping behaviors and we all have them and they get us through certain times, whether it's, you know, too much shopping, too much alcohol, trying to numb by watching TV or sleeping all the time. Um, whether it's drugs or food, you know, binge eating. Um, those are coping mechanisms for something that we feel might be missing or for a lack of connection. There could be a whole host of reasons. And a lot of times we have those go-to habits, right? Where someone might down that bag of chips because they feel stressed because they're not able to see their friends or connect with their partner. So that's a coping mechanism. And we want to step back when that trigger for that coping mechanism kicks in. It's like, okay, why do I not feel satisfied in this moment? Why am I trying to distract or numb or fill a void? And ask yourself what you really need in that moment. So maybe it's like, I really need to connect with someone. I need to have a good conversation. I need to reach out to a friend. I can text them and set up a phone call for later that evening or for the weekend. Maybe it's, I just need to slow down and rest. I need to start saying no to things. I need to reprioritize my time and my schedule. Or I even need to just be held by my partner or have a nice cuddle with my child. So we look at what the trigger is, what the behavior is. And can we pause for a second and say, okay, what do I really need? And can I take a small step towards that in this moment, as opposed to reaching for that whole bag of chips, which temporarily may numb you and make you feel good, but it's not dealing with your actual needs. So I think this is important to think about, right? Looking at how we can find satisfaction and pleasure in the mundane, So even when you're doing the dishes, is there a way to make it more enjoyable? Maybe you're doing it together with your partner and you're listening to your favorite songs. Or maybe you're having a conversation, you're planning about a vacation or what you're going to do for fun on the weekend. So making it something enjoyable where you're also looking forward to something. And since most of us are lacking in authentic connection, Looking at the time you have in the morning with your partner, with your child, or after school or work. So, even if it's 10 minutes, five minutes, really being present in that moment and figuring out how connected you can be in those moments you have together. So, if you have 10 minutes in the morning with your child, maybe you're having 10 minutes where you're coloring and drawing together and really trying to create a beautiful image together. If it's 10 minutes with your partner, maybe you're enjoying your coffee and tea together and connecting and having a meaningful conversation. Or you're just aware of each other sitting side by side, savoring your breakfast together and being grateful that you have this partner to start your day with and to help you through this life. So finding those moments where you can maximize the connection and the satisfaction as to pose as opposed to kind of numbing out, checking your phone, checking your work email, checking social media. Because honestly, how connected do you feel after those activities? A lot of times we feel even more disconnected and dissatisfied because we're comparing ourselves to others. It's interesting where we think when we think about. Why do we need to feel satisfied? Well, we want to feel grateful for the moment, and we want to appreciate what we have. But it may be by design that we have a hard time feeling satisfied. If you think about evolutionary-wise, we're constantly looking for being safe, we're looking to survive, and we're looking to procreate in terms of evolution, because we want to pass on our genes to future generations. So it's probably might be evolutionary, where it's harder to feel satisfied and relaxed in the moment. Although I look at the animal world and I see cats totally chilling out, dogs lying in a patch of sunlight and being so relaxed. I'm sure that's ingrained in them somehow as well. It's important to have that balance of striving for doing the thing, surviving, making money, feeding your family, but also having those moments where you can just be and be in the moment and enjoy that. And this day and age, we're expected to move at... You know, 100 miles per hour nonstop, maybe crash and then do it all again. So I think it's really important to learn how to unplug and be satisfied in the moment. Adrian Marie Brown talks about several ways to be satisfied. And it's different for each person. So for her, she talked about sitting out in her backyard and watching the geese collectively fly off the pond and into the sky. She also talks about collective experiences of joy and satisfaction, like when you go to a concert. I've had this experience so many times where you go see one of your favorite artists and you are moved in ways you haven't been moved in a while. Because everybody's singing the same song. People are getting teary. They're so happy. It's this collective joy which we are innately supposed to experience as human beings through a common experience. And we're now siloed into our house, into our home offices, where that is happening less and less. So she talks about going to concerts, if that's your thing. She talks about how going to sporting events or watching a sporting event with your friends can have a similar effect where you're pouring your emotion into your favorite team And when your team wins, there's that collective joy, that collective happiness and celebration from it. And you're all possibly feeling similar emotions at similar times, whether they get, you know, the puck in or they make that basket or they miss it. So that can be an experience as well to feel satisfied. If your team wins, of course, that's going to be a lot easier. She also talks about going to the theater. And having those people on stage experience different emotions that maybe we haven't been able to release. And we can release our emotions through experiencing the show, feeling the feelings that the characters are going through. And most likely a lot of people in the audience will be having that same experience as well. So I find that really fascinating. How how can we conjure up this event, this activity where there's other people going through similar emotions and reactions. And it doesn't have to be a concert or a theater or a sporting event. It could be a collective yoga class that you're doing in person. It could be um, a chanting class or a meditation class or a singing lesson. Um, Just figuring out where you can share an activity with either people you know or people you don't know. And even with your family, with your friends, if you curate an event, you have people over, you all share food, you have this pleasurable experience that can be really satisfying in and of itself. And I know it can feel hard to, or maybe we feel guilty about feeling satisfied when so many people are suffering, when there's so much hardship in the world. And I really want to dive deeper into Adrian Marie Brown's work because she talks about the politics of feeling good during all these dark times where we can move through and work through these difficult emotions, kind of compost them and turn them into something beautiful that we can then grow flowers from to change the collective vibration of the world or even of those around us, which is then going to influence change in a positive way. Because I know we can become paralyzed and overwhelmed and we're going to go through those emotions and we want to learn how to sit with them and work through them through therapy, through mentors, through talking about it. Through getting out in nature, you know, all of these supports can help. But then, how can we change our vibration and the vibration of the world around us by feeling satisfaction? Because that's what's going to happen, right? If we're feeling satisfaction, we're vibrating on a higher level, those around us are going to pick up on it. And they can even learn by example, like our children, for example, being satisfied in the moment, which I think is going to be harder and harder to teach as technology advances. Because we see our kids getting addicted to computers, to cell phones. They have so much choice in terms of what they can watch or listen to or what games they can play. It's almost like they're never satisfied. There's too many options. So if we can start practicing this now, it's going to transfer down to our kids. And I don't want anybody to feel guilty about having coping mechanisms that may not, maybe not as self-serving as they could be, right? Because we do the best we can with the information we have at that time. And if that means, you know, you have that glass of wine or, oh, you ate that bag of chips, well, that's helping you move through that moment. But then we want to use that as a teaching opportunity and say, okay, how did I feel after that? Did that help me? Did that work for me? What do I need to do? And what steps do I need to take to not get to that place and need that coping mechanism. Can I call a friend? Can I write music? Can I write? Can I journal? Can I put on a song that I love to change my vibration? So we just learn it as a moment. We just use it as a moment to learn and grow from it. So I really want you to think about how can you find moments of satisfaction in the day. And even just practicing gratitude can be really valuable and believing that this moment is enough and you are enough the way you are right now. You are worthy of love, you are worthy of happiness, and now is the time to experience those not when fill in the blank, you know, you lose the weight, you get the job, you have this certain amount of money in your bank account. Because honestly, I'm seeing as we're getting older, more and more people around me are getting diagnosed with chronic disease, cancer. And it's making me reflect a lot and look back and say, okay, you know, when that time comes for me, To leave this world, what am I going to look back on and what was really important? Where was I investing my time and energy? And I want to feel good about that. I want to feel like I had my priorities straight and I wasn't taking on the beliefs of society and media and social media and ideas of beauty and youth and taking those on without really getting in touch with what is going to satisfy me. I think we can all experience physical sensations when we're doing something that doesn't feel right for us, right? That's a somatic experience, an experience in your body. So if you're doing something that's not satisfying. So for me, when I, even I was having a few glasses of wine or gluten-free beer, the next morning I'd wake up and I felt a little off. I felt down. My stomach was kind of in knots, probably also because of the physical effects of the alcohol. But my body just told me, I didn't want to do that anymore. It wasn't serving me. I was a little bit more anxious the next day, more reactive. Other people might realize you know when they hang out with certain friends or family members they might be like oh I'm getting heartburn I'm getting reflux why is this happening I'm not eating anything different or drinking anything different so if we can learn to tap into our body it'll tell us if what we're doing or who we're with is actually satisfying or not and then we use that information to take steps to move through those situations move out of them stop taking part in those and our body tells us when we're satisfied, right? So for me, it's it's like a sigh of relief. It's like a sharpness and awareness and acuteness, a feeling of aliveness. All my senses are heightened. My nervous system feels downregulated. I feel calm and open and receptive and expansive. Whereas when I'm not satisfied, I feel reactive. I feel like I'm contracting. I'm shutting down. I'm kind of hunching over, my body is tense. So I want you to start paying attention to that, because when you're doing the things that you find satisfying, your body is also going to tell you. Adrienne Marie Brown talks about ways to find out what's satisfying to you. And one of them is to actually plan a sabbatical day, weekend, weekend or a week or longer, if possible, even a few hours would be useful as well, where you have nothing planned, you have no obligations, you're on your own. And she says, it'll come up what you want to do instead of what you need to do. So you might start off with, okay, I have a few hours here, Okay, I need to eat breakfast. So let me pick something I enjoy. And okay, this morning is my day. So I'm going to have that croissant. I'm going to have that coffee or that second coffee. And then you might move to another activity like, oh, I normally read the paper. Okay, so let me read some of the paper. But then you might be called to start writing, whether it's a song, writing a poem, writing a book. So eventually, if you give yourself that space and time, you will be drawn to doing the thing that satisfies you. And that can be gardening, for example. Maybe she talks about painting a fence can be satisfying. Picking a project that feels good to do from start to finish, that you're doing mindfully and there's no distractions. So I thought that was a really interesting exercise for all of us to do. When do we have unscheduled time where we can just do what we feel like doing? So think about doing that for a few hours on the weekend, maybe you can pick a day, maybe you can pick longer to just go off, stay at an Airbnb, at the cottage by yourself and just explore. What would you choose if you didn't have to do anything specifically? She also talks about using rituals and habits, so starting your day off with things that are going to make you feel good. And she talks about how she has to do Pilates and some physiotherapy exercises, which she doesn't look forward to, but she knows if she doesn't do that, she's not going to feel good in her body for the day. She's going to have more aches and pains. She's going to have lower energy, so she's not going to be motivated to do what she needs to do and then do what she wants to do. So having some sort of structure, some rituals and habits that are going to nourish your body and your mind. So then you have the energy to do what feels great after that, what you want to do. We also need to looking, letting go of relationships and obligations that aren't serving us whether the obligations are self-imposed or imposed by others. A lot of times we put so many obligations on ourselves, like when I had to have the house clean on Friday nights before I could relax. So how can we press that easy button and find ease in the moment and satisfaction in the moment so we can then find what we really want to do? Other ways to find satisfaction is to think back to what you truly enjoyed doing as a kid. I remember playing the piano and when I was going through different breakups, I would just ball. It was such an emotional release to me to play the music, to feel it. Concerts were a great outlet. I love dancing. I love being active and challenging my body in physical ways. I liked making bracelets and reading. Um, So looking back at what you used to love to do and what you gravitated towards as a kid and seeing how can you bring that into your life today? Think about joining a group where you can have that collective experience or going to an event where you can have that joyful, satisfactory experience. You know, I really want to try puppy yoga because I love yoga. I love puppies. I don't have any pets, but I can only imagine how heart, how full my heart will be if I have all these cute little puppies looking at me while I'm doing yoga. Maybe you go on a retreat. Maybe you go to a concert or a show. Maybe you do a writer's retreat. So looking at experiencing that collective joy in a group. Maybe you start thinking about a project you want to work on. Do you need to paint your fence? Do you need to organize your closet? Those things can bring us satisfaction, especially when they're complete, but there can be joy in doing those as well. And when I get the bug to clean, I feel satisfied. If it's if I'm doing it because I have to do it and I'm exhausted because I've already done a million other things, I'm definitely not going to enjoy it. We can reach out to other people like teachers, therapists, mentors. If we see them doing something we're interested in, we can reach out to them and ask to be a part of it even nature can bring us so much so much satisfaction right lying on the beach feeling the heat on your skin i love sitting in the boat at the cottage and as other boats pass by feeling the boat kind of bob in the water listening to the birds and feeling the breeze on my skin so really using your senses in the moment when you go for a walk and taking it all in look up at the sky look at the leaves adrian marie brown talks about how just looking at how the light is coming through the leaves. It's different all the time. That is so satisfying for her. I remember there's this Working Mums, um, so it's a TV show on CBC, episode where the main character, Kate, um, she had like her little kid was, you know, she was breastfeeding. She wasn't sleeping. She went on this work trip. For the first time being alone without her kids. And she went out for a run in the morning by herself, which I remember when Stuart was first born. It seemed impossible that I was going to ever be able to work out by myself again because he'd wake up and he'd need me. Um, But she's running and she's just so blown away by the sunlight, by the trees, by the leaves, by the breeze. And she's commenting to everybody around her. She's like, Can you believe this sky? Can you believe this sun? Like she's just so satisfied in the moment because she's able to take in all of those things that she wasn't able to when she was on survival mode. Another important way to find satisfaction could be to get off social media or curate the accounts or the people that you follow. Because a lot of times we end up feeling worse. We're comparing ourselves to other things have been, you know, Photoshop, people are using different filters, so they don't look like their authentic self. So that can be detrimental to us finding satisfaction. And I've really taken a sabbatical from social media. I'm trying to post occasionally things that are going to serve people or share about what the podcast topic is. But I'm really trying not to go on and look at other accounts. I'm kind of tired of being online of sitting of playing the algorithm game and it's just gonna get more and more involved to be you know successful on social media it is great for businesses but where I'm at right now I just really needed to take a break from it because I was feeling burnt out I think a lot of people are feeling burnt out from the last several years it's just catching up with us and then to feel satisfaction we can switch the narrative right so if we're looking at our body and saying oh my stomach is so much softer now well we could look at it in the lens of i carried a baby in there my body allowed me to bring life into this world or oh if your you know breasts are drooping well it's because i made milk to feed my child Or if you have the laugh lines around your eyes, it means I've had so many good times. I've laughed so hard that I've cried. So can we shift the narrative and focus on the benefits that our body has given us, the joys it has given us? So I think I'll leave it at that, but I really want you to start to figure out how you can start to find satisfaction in the everyday and, and find in this moment that you are enough. You deserve happiness now. You deserve satisfaction now. So on that note, I'll switch to the next part of the podcast. So I'm going to share my super mom moment. So this weekend... I needed to go get some running shoes. I needed to run some errands. And normally I would try to do that without Stuart because sometimes things take a lot longer when you bring the kids with you. And this still can happen, right? If I go to a place where they're actually selling toys, um, but I need to get bathroom stuff, that could be an issue. But this weekend, I decided to take Stuart with me to run some errands, I had to return some things, I needed to find some good walking shoes. And I brought him along and he actually I actually got him to help I got him to pick out the sh- help me pick out shoes that he liked that he think I would like, you know, I still made it fun for him, we got to look at some hats for him. And he got a winter hat, we were trying to find socks for him. But I got a lot done. And it didn't take too long. So I'm so grateful that he's at the age now where I can bring him along to do some of the things that I need to do. So that's my super mum moment. It was entertaining for him, but I took care of stuff. My mama mess up. I've dropped the ball on keeping up with, you know, keeping Stuart accountable for doing chores. We have a chore chart. He gets a weekly allowance, but we haven't been asking him to do what we normally do to get that allowance and we're not tracking things on the chore chart. We did start asking him to unpack his school bag and his lunch bag. So he's doing that and he is willing to help. We just need to make it an intention. So, you know, when we're at the cottage and I ask him to help me set the table or get some forks, he doesn't complain. He goes and does it. But I really want to have the intention of getting him more involved. So I'm going to break out that chore chart. We're going to we've been loosely giving him an allowance. He's kind of adding in his head each week how much he has. But we're going to be more strategic about giving it to him and the chores that need to be done my mama must have. So I love having a higher protein snack in the afternoon. So I love having a smoothie bowl. And this could be so basic and simple. And I guess it wouldn't be called a smoothie bowl then. But sometimes I'll just have I love goat yogurt. I love the tanginess of it. I'll have some goat yogurt and maybe I'll have some fruit in it. Um, I also really love adding there's something called PB fit powder or BB PB2 powder so it's like a peanut butter powder that's great for smoothies, baking. You can mix it in yogurt, you can mix it in a yogurt bowl. So sometimes I'll add that and have it with some bananas. If I'm feeling more adventurous, I'll mix the yogurt in a bowl with whatever type of milk I have, so whether it's organic soy milk or hemp milk. I might add in some protein powder and ground hemp seeds. I'll mix that up and then you can sprinkle on whatever you want if you want to put some fruit, some nuts, If you want to put some shredded unsweetened coconut, um, this makes it a smoothie bowl. It's so quick and easy. There's not the mess of the blender and you have something satisfying and higher in protein. So that's definitely my mama must have. So thank you, everybody, for listening today. You can email us or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love you to subscribe, leave us a review, and a five-star rating if you enjoyed this episode. You can also support us by visiting our Patreon page. So please tell your perimenopausal mama friends about us too. Stay safe and healthy, everybody. Until next time.